This is an emergency satellite broadcast from the future. There are no spoilers. We all know how this is going to play out. So let's do it, kiddos. The SWS Greta Thunberg is sailing on the solar winds away from dying Earth. It struggles onwards with its gossamer thin left forewind badly scorched by a Minuteman 3 missile fired from Earth under the orders of Emperor Trump. The young climate crisis protesters on board the dragonfly-shaped craft have been banished from dying old Mother Earth in no uncertain terms. Their leader, the infamous child witch, if you believe the machine gun sprayed, technicolor 24-hour fake news rainstorms circulating around the planet. I like to call her Greta Thunberg, the young teenager who just like Douglas Adams' young lady in the Rickmansworth Cafe had an epiphany immediately before the earth was bulldozed by the Vogons. Or perhaps our Greta is the 21st century Joan Dark, the maid of Sweden, and we are not going to let the feckin' bastards burn this precious angel at the stake, are we lads and lasses? Right. You are extremely welcome, Ms. Thunberg. Or may I call you Greta? You may indeed, especially if you are offering up sanctuary to us. To whom am I speaking, please? I am the alien archaeologist. I study the remains of long-lost extraterrestrial civilizations on dead worlds throughout the galaxy. At present, I am earning funding for my next archaeological dig by drilling tunnels and creating caverns of great magnitude to expand this moon base for my employer, Captain Spud. However, Captain Spud is off base at the moment in more ways than you could imagine. But whatever his current state of mind is, I know he would never forgive me if I did not roll out the red carpet for the new Pied Piper with the youthful tunes. So, come on down, or shall we come up to escort you into the big domed airlock? On second thoughts, I think the latter would be better, knowing our next-door neighbors. Why? Who are they? Why? Emperor Trump's Space Force, of course. The great blister bubble dome over the actual Apollo 11 moon landing site on the Mare Tranquillitatis, acting as a giant airlock for space vessels, opens as two large eyelids awakening to release a pontoon-based maintenance craft powered only by multiple small carbon dioxide thrusters operated by the alien archaeologist. From his position in the cockpit of the left fuselage, he searches the heavens for a sighting of the crippled black and green dragonfly-shaped spacecraft. Given that black and green are a very difficult pair of colours to stand out in space, there is no sounds in space and there is an awful lot of black in space. 
I can't figure out how this particular alien archaeologist is going to spot the green attraction from space. So, he puts his multi-dimensional goggles on. Hey, hang on, he does what? So, he puts his multi-dimensional goggles on. He puts his multi-dimensional goggles on. Oh, if you say so. I was just checking him. He says, stick with me, kiddo. It's all psychedelic sci-fi and surreal audio adventures. And he knows that there is no sounds in space. And he goes and puts sound effects in space. But what do I know? So he puts his multi-dimensional goggles on. But that is no help. I mean, when you're staring through a pair of multi-dimensional goggles at the 19 known dimensions curling and twining like dimensions are prone to do, well, it may be too cliche to say it, but it's all too much. But it is so true, better than an LSD trip with knobs on. So, the alien archaeologist just whips the damn goggles off because his smarter phone is vibrating a tad too close to his genitals. So, he answers it. Hello, who is that calling the alien archaeologist? Hello, Mr. Archaeologist. We are over here, to your left a tad bit more. Have you pinpointed us now? Ah, yes indeed. You certainly have taken heavy damage, Miss Greta. Sorry not you personally, I mean your beautiful craft has. But hey ho, I have a workshop that will restore your gracious solar wind craft to her former glory. The alien archaeologist continues his telephonic conversation whilst deftly manoeuvring the maintenance pontoon under the failing SWS Greta Thunberg. Then the dragonfly craft's three remaining wings cease the struggle and come to an ungainly halt. From a numerous series of nozzles, strands of what looks like spider webbing shoot out in a lattice, securing their gossamer delicate prize. The alien archaeologist turns the maintenance pontoon around and the craft heads for the still open eye of the colossal airlock of Captain Spud's lunar base. loaded with time-disturbed truffles, lethal at 40 paces. Unfortunately, these particular courier missiles are not guided. No amount of Google-powered software 
will cure courier missiles of their inability to deliver the goods. Well, at least to the right destination for obliteration, that is. So, you won't be surprised to hear courier missiles hurtling past the maintenance pontoon in space where one can hear nothing due to space being a vacuum, right? Thought not. That's the shrooms for you, Miss Greta. A most peculiar species, and they mean well, but they just cannot deliver a single package to the correct destination. And that is going to be an awful mess for Millie to have to clean up in the big airlock there. The archaeology man is quite correct. Like all scientists, he understands the facts of the matter. The shrooms are sedentary. The whole crew of Hosealium just don't get out much. They have no concept outside the range of their spores. But I am digressing again. So, onwards. The alien archaeologist pilots his maintenance pontoon and follows the trail of courier missiles inside the giant airlock. He lands his craft in a corner of the airlock floor as far away as conceivably possible from the rotting piles of the courier missile's payload of time-disturbed truffles. As I said earlier, they are lethal at 40 paces. The giant eyelids of the dome begin to close sleepily. And when finally closed, the dome turns opaque again, and the sweetest of atmospheres is now being pumped into the smelly vacuum, neutralising the effects of the courier missiles' wrongly delivered packages. When atmospheric equilibrium has been restored, and a squadron of small replica versions of Millie the Domestro droid have invaded the pitch, so to speak, and are sweeping up the detritus of a bad delivery. Then, and only then, hatches are opened and greetings are exchanged. Hang on a moment, Miss Greta. I have to discharge the lattice webbing first. Alien archaeologist drains a small electrical charge from the lattice of spider webbing. This releases the tension in the webbing and the strands retract back through their nozzles to be contained in a reservoir. Thus, the damaged dragonfly craft is released. Now you and your crew can step out onto the maintenance pontoon, Miss Greta. Thank you. Thank you. You are very kind to us desperados. Greta Thunberg steps through the hatchway of her craft first. The 17-year-old truanting schoolgirl is astonished 
at the sight of the alien archaeologist. Standing before the young lady is what looks like a five-foot-tall tree frog-like creature encased in an exoskeleton framework of rubber-like fluidity. He is an ancient member of the species Phylobate Teliblis, or Teres, as they are commonly called by earthlings. He needs all the physical support he can get, hence the exoskeleton. The sight that the alien archaeologist sees is that of a wraith-like human child carrying almost all of the burdens of an overwhelmingly irresponsible world, to say the least. She smiles at him, he smiles back at her. Then the rest of the crew of the SWS Greta Thunberg start to shuffle through the hatchway. They are all earthling teenagers of mixed nationalities and all hardened veterans of Extinction Rebellion. All banned from Earth, the planet they were so desperately trying to save. We are in a large cavern of ancient origin. The cavern walls, floor and ceiling have been buffed to perfection millennia ago, unlike the entrance tunnel that the alien archaeologists had laser drilled to break into this hallowed chamber. When I broke through into this melliferous chamber, I was auspiciously hoping that this was my Howard Carter moment, my Tutankhamun resting place. If you don't mind me saying this are key, but it looks more like a very large set of supermarket checkout tiles to me. Archie? It seems that Ms. Thunberg and the old extraterrestrial archaeologist have bonded somewhat. Not quite KV-62, and not a mummy in sight, gift-wrapped or otherwise. You have me wrong, Miss Greta. I was not expecting to find an Egyptian burial site under your moon's surface, far from it, my dear girl. But this cavern has the scented whiff of the Elohim about it, before their inevitable entropy. This, my dear girl, is an Elohim teletransportation center, or I am a sadly deluded old cosmogenous muddled frog. Ah, Key, you could never be that, to be sure. Now that I look at it, this could well be an Elohim teletransportation center. Indeed so. Well, Ah, Key, can we get it to work again, or are we too late? The signal of this emergency satellite broadcast from the future is fading badly. So it is back to the moment as my latest psycho babbler keeps chanting at me. Think in the moment. Live in the moment. Be in the perfect moment. Weird Audio Productions. Helping to keep the world. Stay on the track.